So this morning, uh, normally, we would be continuing on with our series, Regather. Uh, it's still it's the last Sunday of Epiphany. Uh, this week, this Wednesday, is Ash Wednesday, a time of repentance. And so if you know of any uh, Ash Wednesday services, sometimes they're at Anglican churches in town, um, it's a great opportunity to go and to, to just pray or even just Wednesday morning in your own devotions to spend time asking the Lord for forgiveness, coming to terms with the ways that we continue to fail, that God's grace is sufficient. But this morning, actually this week, um, I felt God moving us in a different direction, moving me and then for us uh, in a different direction uh, with Roxy's death on uh, Monday morning. And just this morning, we, you know, Ray is in hospital, and Alan uh, is in hospital, uh, people of our church family. These things, they stir us, uh, especially uh, a death of a friend or someone that we care about. And I miss her. And Susan just prayed moments ago, missing her. Many of us miss her smile and how she would laugh. Death can lead us to begin asking big questions about life, about our own mortality, and there's things that we can say. And yesterday, you know, at the memorial, there's ways that we talk about death and our faith. But it's different when there's so many people, uh, so many different people, and you know there's different ideas about life and faith. So I thought it would be good for us, or the Holy Spirit was working in me, saying it would be good for us to have a family conversation about big questions of life and death, and especially our hope. And how do we move forward as a family when someone that we care about dies, or friends that we care about are in hospital, or when things are difficult, when uh, people that we care about are dealing with depression, um, difficult things, families not going right, jobs not going right. How do we deal with these difficult things? So this week I've been reading uh, 2 Corinthians verses 4 to 16, and um, there's ask if you want to open up your Bibles uh, to read this with me. And I also have it here on the screen, if you'd rather to read it there. Listen to these words. So Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, his second letter, says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's pray that we would hear God's word for us this morning. Lord God, we give you thanks for your word. Holy Spirit, we realize that you inspired these words, that you gave these words to Paul, and that today you give these words to us. Lord, help us to hear you speak to us through them. We realize that these words, um, that they are more than that, that they are your living word. But Lord God, this is breathed to life in our lives by your spirit. And we pray, Lord, that we would hear it. We pray that these words would comfort us, remind us of our hope, and help us as we live faithfully following you. I pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. This passage is part of a larger context. Paul is talking to the church in Corinth and speaking to them about his uh, ministry especially. 
He talks some about his desire to proclaim this gospel and how difficult it's been. The, the age that they are in, he says, they are blind to the light of God, to this light of this gospel, this good news of Jesus. I think Paul is getting at it, that it was hard. He was telling people good news about Jesus, and they were saying to him, thanks, but no thanks. Anybody had an experience like that? <laughs> and he was talking to him, too, about how much proclaiming this good news cost him. Like, uh, he was, uh, that song that we sing, crushed but not abandoned, persecuted. Uh, but Paul is experiencing these things. He's actually writing these things, saying that this proclaiming this good news about Jesus standing up for this truth, to share it with people, cost him. He was imprisoned, he was stoned, he was beaten. All of these things to proclaim this news about Jesus. And then he comes to this passage here, or to this part of it here, where he says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though as difficult as it is, we do not lose heart. And so I was thinking some about that for us um, this morning. And that this short passage helps us deal with death as a church family and continue to move forward. So let's just break it down. Let's take it piece by piece. First it says, Paul is saying, do not lose heart. Therefore, we don't lose heart. And it's difficult when we lose a friend, someone that we care about, when depression sets in, when things don't go right in our family, when things are going wrong at work. It can be hard. It can be tempting to lose heart. When it feels like the world or the situation throws us down and then piles on top that we can't even move, it's difficult. It's tempting to lose heart. I remember when Tracy uh, was diagnosed with cancer. It's over two years now. Um, when she had had her surgery, and we went and met with Dr. Malpass, and he explained that it was actually worse than we had thought. Um, you know, and I think before we really knew, before it was totally figured out, I still had a, a hope and optimism that it's actually going to be better than we anticipated. You know, that it's going to be something minor and and it's just, uh, just remove it and she'll be fine. And then we realized when Dr. Malpass told us that it was stage three that her cancer had actually spread to her lymph nodes that um, it was like getting hit in the chest, knocked to the ground and piled on. And I remember um, I was um, one morning and faith, I was tempted to lose heart. I was asking this question, at that moment, faith, life and death and hope, life eternal, those things became immediately relevant. They became immediately apparent to me. There was no more kind of theoretical talk. It was, it was life or death in our lives. And I remember asking this question out loud, do I really still believe this? And I don't know kind of where that question even comes from. I don't know if it was that maybe feeling like this, the Tracy's cancer had somehow, was maybe God's lack of faithfulness or, or just that things weren't going according to my plan. And I don't know if any of you are having questions like that with Roxy's death or even today with Al and, and Ray being in hospital or if people who've died close to you. If you've ever had that temptation to lose heart, when it becomes real, when it's not just 
somebody else, when it becomes real in our lives, that we wrestle with that question. Well, I was grateful that the Holy Spirit was still working in me, um, and I was able to rely, even though I wasn't feeling so uh, optimistic at that point, I could still rely on the truth that Jesus is risen. And that truth doesn't depend on my situation. That truth doesn't depend on what I'm going through. And that helped me. That helped me um, to get back to the place where I was feeling I was devoted and I did want to follow him. But it's important for us, and I hear Paul speaking to us. I hear the Spirit using Paul to speak to us again today. To not lose heart. That even though Roxy is away from us, she is with Christ. She is with him. Amen. And so he says, do not lose hope. But he also goes on to say, I mean, he gives us more than just, rather than just, you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps and, and just defy losing hope, he actually tells us why. He says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And I was thinking about this outward, this outward wasting away that we feel. And I, I know some of you have a few years on me, but I still feel it. I still feel like the things that I am less able to do, things that even just a few years ago were easy and now they're not so easy. I'm horribly inflexible, and so just bending down to pick stuff up. <laughs> it's gotten worse. Um, but to be serious, though, I mean, some of you, you're a bit further along than me, more experienced, and you, um, losses seem like they're coming faster than the gains. Harder to drive, friends who are in hospital, friends who die. It can be difficult. And then we realize that the outward part of us, these bodies wear down. But there's truth here. Paul reminds us that the inward part of us is being renewed day by day. And I saw this in Roxy. I mean, her body was failing. We could see it. I mean, for the last few months, you could see it in her. Her body was failing. And these last few weeks, you could really see it. Um, the pictures that we saw at her memorial, you know, her face full and, and healthier and, and then the Roxy that I uh, saw in hospital, you know, and thin and, but still the inward part of her being renewed, her humming hymns, even though she was exhausted and could hardly keep her eyes open, that the inward part of us is renewed. And I want to be careful here because Some of us, some of you were really close with Roxy. And I don't want to push platitudes on you. Or sometimes as Christians, we, we hurt each other by encouraging e each other to kind of get over it or to remember our hopes or don't feel bad. And I, I really don't mean to say that at all. But I sense the Spirit speaking to me that for most of us, most of us here, um, 
We need to hear this good news again to be reminded of this hope that we have. That we'll be tempted by trials um, to lose heart. That all these things, all these these things that happen to us, uh, friends who die, life that doesn't work out the way we wanted to, hopes that we have that go wrong, that all of these things are outweighed by the eternal glory that we have. The eternal glory that is being worked in us. The eternal glory that we have promised to us. That that is good news. And that all these difficult things that happen in us and around us, they are threads that get woven into the tapestry of God's great story that we are part of God's grand story, the story that began thousands of years ago. It began with Adam and Eve and their brokenness through the story of Israel, through the story of Messiah, the story of church. Thousands of years of God's work in this world and our lives get woven into that tapestry, the difficult, the beautiful, the hard, the wonderful, all of it gets wrapped up into that story. So Paul encouraged us, do not lose heart. Though things are going wrong outwardly, inwardly, we are being renewed. Even if sometimes we don't see it ourselves. For this light and momentary things that we struggle through, they are temporary. And they are outweighed by the eternal things. And he says all this, um, that we'd be renewed, that we'd fix our eyes on the unseen. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For me, this is the hard part. This is the part for me that uh, takes some thought and some intention, some focus. Because it's really easy to focus on the difficult things. It's easy to focus on the situation and to, f- to forget that we are called, we are charged, commanded even by the Spirit to focus on the unseen. I feel like sometimes like world, the world, this life, everything, grabs us by the back of our neck and forces our head down into the muck and the mire of this, this world, the things that are broken, the things that don't work the way they're supposed to. And yet we look up. We fix our eyes on things unseen. When we focus on the situation, death, friends who move away, depression, age, these things, they wear us down. But when we look up, we focus on the hope that we have, the things unseen. In just a few verses down from this passage, Paul talks to the church and he says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Reminding us that the things that are most important to us are difficult to see. But those are the things that matter most. Those are the things that are eternal. That our trouble is temporary. Even the heartache of a friend who has died that that we care deeply about. Those things are temporary, but hope is eternal. Hope is our north star. 
is too north for us. This reality that Christ is risen and nothing that happens to us or in us changes that truth. That we serve a living God. That we serve a living God and a risen Savior. And because of that, our hope is not just colorful words that we use, but truth in our lives that affects the way we live now. Paul, when he was speaking, wrote another letter to the church in Thessalonica. He said, I wanted to remind you, church, that we do not mourn like those without hope. We have an amazing hope in Christ Jesus, our risen Lord. He is risen. He is alive. He reigns at God's right hand. And all those whom we love, who believed into him, they are away from us, but they are with him. And we will see them again. So this morning, as we as a church family work through our loss, loss of Roxy, loss of friends, loss of abilities, loss of joy, as we work through our losses, that we encourage to take heart, to take heart and remember that these momentary troubles are outweighed by our eternal glory and that we would continue to fix our eyes, to fix our eyes not on the situation that we can see, but on the eternal things that we cannot see. Let me pray for us.